Yo. What up? It's already recording. Oh, great. Perfect. Oh. So you guys edit it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to edit it, but it's whatever. How do I sound? You're okay. It sounds like a like a decent phone call. Okay, good. Good, good. Yeah. It's not terrible. Okay. Um, I have a lot on here but it's mainly just like my disappointment with the public response to this yeah yeah like that's kind of my thing because like because you know last week we we're talking about how uh you know millennials or generation x was doing all this stuff in uh florida mm-hmm. and then and then this week you realize it's just people it's just everyone like it's not even specific to generation x it's just like people don't care no, yeah, it's it's everybody. Yeah, it's everybody, dude. Like, it's really crazy. Everybody is trash, B. Everybody is trash. Yeah. Yeah. Praise what I got. Like this week has just been disappointing. Like uh I don't know if you do hear about like you hear about Dillard's. Yeah. First of all, I didn't even know Dillard's was still around. You there? Hello? What the fuck? Can we? Now I can. What'd you do? Uh, I went to the um, notes. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can drop the app, Bree. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think you can drop the app. I think you got to keep it open the whole time. All right. I guess. I mean, so how do you want to do this then? Um. I have, like, what I have, huh? a, I have my laptop. Can you open the notes on your laptop? Uh, I don't know. Let me try. Uh, let me see. Amanda, Amanda's going to like a friend to get her nails done. Like she's going to some friend to get her nails done. I'm just like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, really, dude? Like, I mean, she's still going to work. She has, she's still got to be seen in public. So she has to be somewhat decent. Yeah. But my thing is, like, no one goes, like, my thing is, like, if I didn't have clippers here, yeah, I would be full, like, Clyde Drexler in the 90s, like, real talk. Like, I wouldn't, I would just say, fuck it. Like, I don't, like I try to leave my house as little as possible. Like I'm not leaving my house for shit. Like yesterday, she's trying to go to the um store tomorrow in the morning, and I'm like, no. And she's like, why? I'm like, cause you're going in there with lines. This is these piece of purpose of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't make any sense if you're going to the store if you're going on lines. Like if anything, I'm gonna go like an afternoon. Cause we don't really need anything anyway. Like we don't need anything like that detrimental. So it's like we like we're going in and going out. 
Like, if anything, like, you might as well go to Walgreens and get some shit. Because it's like, ain't no lines in Walgreens. You can go in and go out. Is it? Yeah, that's true. It's like, but I don't know. Because she, I guess, because she's more of a social person. She, she's still, she's suffering about this way more than I am. Yeah. And me, I was worried about, like, cashing out my 401k and shit. But I'm like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm on that shit ride. Yeah. I don't care. Because it's like, nigga, I could, I, I could do that or I could like die so i mean it is what it is dog i'm just like kind of a choice i have to make when you're in your mid-30s yeah i'm in survival mode at this point dog that's what it is man like i'm just like i like i just want to live to the point that we could get to a place where you know some normalcy at some point but it's kind of like but to me it's kind of like um it's like I don't know if you ever had this happen to you, but I remember this happened to me a lot in school. Like, we have to go outside, but, like, my teacher would ask, for, like, five minutes of silence. You know what I'm saying? Like, she would do that shit before we no. go outside. I've, I've never. And so we don't. You never had that? No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, let, me explain, let me explain it for you. Because a lot of our kids were very, very ambitious. She just like, five minutes, five minutes of silence. So we had to be silent for, like, five minutes. You watch the clock for five minutes. And five minutes, if no one does anything, then you all go outside. So it's like, if a kid would make a sound, she reset that five minutes. Ugh. So you have to start again from five minutes. And I'm like, this is my life now. Because it's like, niggas will not stay the fuck home. It's like, stay home for two weeks. And if you stay home for two weeks, you can probably get, we can contain this virus and go back outside. But niggas will not stay the fuck home. So the, the clock keeps getting reset. <laughs> so it's like, fuck, this is my life now. Like, stay, like staying at home. Just staying away from people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see people, yeah. people going to the park and like they're still playing like pickup basketball and playing kickball. You know what I'm saying? Like they're doing fun activities. And I think that they're just trying to like justify it by like, well, we're outside. We're not at home. It's like, that's not the point. The point is to distance yourself from people. The point is to make sure that you're not interacting with people that aren't in your immediate circle. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you could go on a hike. You know what I'm saying? You could go outside, yeah, but you better. Definitely can. Alone or with one or two other people that you live with. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. It, it is it is called social distancing. It means you're distancing your, you're distancing yourself from society. Yeah. <laughs> like don't be out here having like what, parties and shit like that. Like I see mad people on the timeline throwing parties and shit like that. Like, what are you doing, fam? Smells like COVID. Smells like COVID. Smells like COVID. Like, what are y'all doing, dog? Like, that shit, it's it's aggravating, man. Like, it's aggravating the people, the fact that people don't care about this shit and niggas are just dying. And everyone wants the ma- number to match to go down. But, like, everyone is responsible. Like, every single person is responsible. Like, you have responsibility. Like, I understand if you have to go get food or whatever, then go do that. But the same what the same with this is, dog. So, could you get the notes up? I'm trying to get. I'm trying to do it right now. Because I got them up. Do you want me? Do you know what you want to say about each one of these topics? Because I'll just like I'll run them in, and then you could just like go off if you know what you want to say. Let me, let me get it. Let me get in here. If I, I, I think I can get in here. Just give me a second. Right. Oh, bro, how you holding up though? I mean, I'm doing okay, man. Like you know, like I have some allergies and stuff that just got me like just freaking out. But I mean, I was there's been no fever. It's just been posting the drip. Yeah. Which I have all the time, but I don't think about it ever. 
until like now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not like I'm not even like I. I so I'm I'm fine though. Like I'm, I feel fine. Yeah. It's just annoying. Um. But other than that, I'm fine. Uh, I have like I have I have I have food for, for days and like I I don't know I don't think Amanda knows how uh, how rough I can get with the survival shit. Like I'm good for a while. Like I don't I can eat the same thing for like three or four months and be fine as long as I have food. Like, I don't care. But I think it's just it's difficult when you're with a person. Yeah. Because like, I have to like cater to what they want to. Cause she has like all these weird things that like um uh that she that she wants to have or whatever and it's like that's not important right now man like like what do you like what do you like what, what is your issue like this isn't a big of a deal and she's just like you know she wants like sushi or some shit or whatever the fuck and it's like and it's still safe but at the same time it's just like yeah we don't need that right now you know like we like like the the whole idea. The whole idea in my mind is to like make the odds for you as much as you can. Cause like the thing is, is like even though the numbers are high, like because like even even um in New York, for example, like there are a lot of cases over there, but it's like one in every thousand yeah. people have it. You know what I'm saying? So like the odds are still in your favor. But the thing is, like, you just can't you want to maximize your chances of not getting it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be careless with it because you can see you can still get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just my that, that's my approach to it. It's like just maximize chances of not getting it. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like I think I I've learned a lot about myself during this whole ordeal. And it's just like I I've been living kind of like day to day my entire life. Like I'll go grocery shopping for what I need today. Like I'll just take care of everything that I need to take care of today, right? And anything that doesn't need to get taken care of today, like I'll take care of it tomorrow. Like I'm king procrastinator. Like I'm one of the best procrastinators you'll ever see. And like the amount of shit that I've been able to put off, (laughs) like, yo, you should see this laundry pile that I have, dude. Like it is out of control. Like I just, it is nuts. Like I am down to the fucking fabric on a lot of this shit. And I'm just like, this is, this is really telling. Like, I guess just cause like, I've always had access to, you know, whatever I needed. I've had access to the grocery store. I've had access to the gym. I've had access to the laundry mat. I've had access to all this stuff. And then without that access, I'm just like, well, shit. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm just like, that, that, that's that's how I'm about it. So it's like, I mean, I, I have like, like I, I mean, I think I remember before it got really big and bad. I got a bunch of stuff. That's good, man. That was a smart move. All right, what do you want to talk about first? Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Yo. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, the thing, it's like, I keep on up, but for real, I'm just trying to get on this, this, this Google Keep. Uh, 
what do you, how are you going to spend your stimulus money? I don't, I don't, I don't qualify. Oh, you probably, yeah, that's right. You don't big money over there. I don't qualify. Money no. long over there, man. Yeah. 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 Ooh, you look at me. <laughs> An important nigga. Yeah. yeah. You're money. too successful. Sorry. You, you don't get to, uh, bask in the of our, uh, right. $1,200. Right. I mean, that would help. Right now, nigga. Everybody, I can't imagine a country that wouldn't benefit from twelve hundred dollars in some way. It's not gonna like take care of everything, but it'll take care of some. Shit, that's shit. That's uh, that's that's a guess. A good check of my rent. Yeah, right. For sure, for sure. It's a good check of my rent. Like, it's so it's so it's so shitty, man. Like, if nothing else, like we've totally seen how the governments care about you. And how, like, not just ours, yes. but like everybody's, like people in other parts everybody, of the world. Everybody, dog. People in other parts of the world got a full-on transparency viewing of how their governments think about them. Everybody, yeah, yeah, it's everybody, dog. It is every single person. Like that is the thing, and it's like, and it's just funny to me because I remember we we're everyone was giving Bernie Sanders all this shit about what he was talking about, everything he's saying. It's like. Man, imagine this happened before Super Tuesday. Oh, dude. It's a whole, this is a whole different conversation. Oh, dude. Imagine if, like, Andrew Yang was still in this shit. Like, this is what he was talking about from the rip. He was like, yo, let's give everybody $1,000 a month for the rest of your life. <laughs> and everyone was like, boo, yeah. bad idea, so stupid. And then here comes Canada. Yep. Yo, we're going to give you two grand for the next four months so you can take care of your shit. And everyone was like, holy shit, Canada, really? Throwing it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, like we could have been on this other shit for a while now, but y'all niggas was out here talking about socialism and throwing away money and who's going to pay for it. It didn't matter. They made it up. They made it up. They made up the money. It all is just like air. Yeah. Like just picked it out of the air and they put it in your, in your bank account. Right. Like, yeah, that's the funny part about it. It's like, it's like it's it's funny to me because it's just like well my only problem with Andrew Yang was that he was trying to get rid of welfare at the same time like he just wants to replace the welfare with thousand dollars a month that was a, that was my issue with that because it was like it sounds good but it's like you can't get rid of welfare because nigga because people that are broke get about thousand dollars a thousand dollars a month it's not gonna work for them wait say that again you know what I mean the only issue with Andrew Yang's thing was that he was trying to get rid of welfare at the same time like he wanted to get rid of welfare. Um, and they replace it with thousand dollars a month, which doesn't make sense because like people can't live off thousand dollars a month. Like if that's all you got coming in, like if you have a job, you get thousand dollars a month, it's cool. But if you have nothing, you get thousand dollars a month, that you're struggling. Like that's not going to cut. Especially you know if you I mean? got kid and shit. Exactly. So that was my only issue with that. But um, but like, yeah, man, it's it's it, it's it's it, it, it's telling, dog. It's really telling. Yeah, it's really telling. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I think I could have did a lot with a thousand dollars a month for the rest of my life. You could have. No, you could have. Like, you would have been fine. Probably that would have been great for you. But I'm saying, like, for someone who had someone who's like someone who's on um, what you call it on um, on welfare. Yeah. No, I feel you. You're right. Yeah. Thousand dollars if you ain't making shit ain't really shit. But exactly. like. I don't know, man. I think that like it needed to be a threshold. Like I think you need to qualify the same way 
that they're trying to make it sound like you need to qualify for this stimulus. Like if you make a certain amount, like you're not going to qualify for it. I think if you were on welfare and like you just have zero income coming in, then you need to just stay on welfare and like maybe cut that thousand dollars down to like something else. You know what I mean? Like keep the welfare. Right. But like you don't get or something. I don't fucking know, man. But there's got to be workarounds. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't just be so cut and dry for for everybody because not everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I was, I'll like, I don't know. I just, I, at this point, I just want to, I just want to hope we can get through this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just getting so dicey now and they just don't care, man. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like this, this nigga, Dan Patrick, I'm going go back to work. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? What do you mean go back to work? Yeah, what the fuck you mean, dog? It's like, oh, people would rather die than do this. It's like, no, who are you talking? For? Who are you speaking for? Not me. Yeah, not I. I'm not. I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to just throw my mom's health and my dad's health just so I can go back to, you know, what I'm saying making X amount of dollars per hour. You know, what I'm saying. All right, all right, I got it. Got it. Cool. All right. Yeah, so we can talk about Dan Patrick uh, being a piece of shit. All right. Um, apparently there's, there is, um, New York, the people in New York that are holding, he's holding Corona, Corona potlucks. I put it on to that story. Yeah. It was the same, um, concept as, you know, someone like, it was almost like the same concept as like, uh, the chicken pox parties. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. He's out. Yeah, like in the '90s, people had chicken pox parties, and they would have they would just like have people get the chicken pox, like they have a kid with a chicken pox. Oh, and right. they would invite, like, yeah, yeah, over. yeah. I do remember that. So, like, if you didn't have a kid that had the chicken pox, you would invite them over to another kid's house that had it, so that they could get it. Because the big rumor, the, the the myth at the time was that the chicken pox, if you got it as an adult, like you were gonna die. You know, it's gonna be. Yeah, like it was, it was more lethal as an adult than a child. Which, what are you doing? In your kitchen right now? Yeah, Me? what are you doing? Nothing. There, what are you talking about? What pots happened? and pans banging and clanging in the background. Where yes. Damn. Yes. I don't know where that came from. I don't know, man. I think there's somebody else on our call right now. That's it's weird. I got up to like 10 minutes. I, I, I got up to, I got up to like turn up the AC, but maybe I should sit perfectly still. Yes, yeah, sit your ass. Down, I don't touch anything. I just, <laughs> it's hot in my house. Goddamn, get off my ass! <laughs> We've never done this before. I don't know what this is going to sound like. Damn, never, I know. Never done. So I got to just be. I got to just sweat it out. Sweat it out. out. I'm sweating it out. I got a ceiling fan on, but that's it. You got more than me. Open your window. I gotta. I gotta get to do that too. So what are we talking about? We're talking about we're talking about uh, professionalism. Listen, last week you put your phone on the on the freaking microphone, right? Seventy five episodes recording. Professionals supposed to be professional journalists over here. You got your phone going off, and now you got the the pots and the pans in the background. It sounds like the there are no pots and pans. There were no pots and the cheesecake pans. factory. What's going on? See, you want to talk about that? We got to talk about cheesecake. We got to talk about you. We got that. We got that in there, dog. Get that all right. There. Well, I'm keeping all this because this is too much to edit out. And I thought we had some good shit in here. So we're just going to run right into it. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Dateline! Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick spurns shelter in place. Urges return to work, suggests grandparents should sacrifice. Here's the thing that sucks most about Dan Patrick. Do you know what, want to know what sucks the most about this? His fucking face. Well, I saw a lot of people on, uh, on the timeline saying that this is what happens when you put blowhard radio personalities in the office. And I just thought, damn, ESPN Sports uh, Center Dan Patrick is catching a lot of strays from this guy's fuckery. <sighs> And I just feel really bad about that. I didn't think about that. I love, I love me some ESPN Dan Patrick. And I just find it very unfair that this, this dingus that we, uh, we have in office down here in Texas uh, shares the same name as him. So Damn, we got to make that distinction very clear that this is not the Dan Patrick that used to call the home runs back on ESPN. This is a new guy. This is a different guy. Yeah. So. We don't like this guy. We don't like this guy. So Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick repeated his call Tuesday for the country to soon return to work, despite the potential health risks from ongoing spread of novel coronavirus. Quote, obviously, we put life and the virus first, as the president does. But we also have to measure that and weigh that with people losing their jobs and losing their business. Patrick said during a Teletown Hall. Teletown. I guess they had a town hall versus... Uh, from the uh, television. Um, yeah, because it can't be in person because they don't, no one wants, yeah, to no die. wants to die. As a senior citizen, my focus is on my grandchildren and your grandchildren and the entire next generation that we have an America to leave them, he said. And on the path that we are on right now, if we close down America, that American dream is going to disappear very quickly. Uh, how do you know that? How do you know that? I, I, I don't know how he knows that. I don't know how he knows that. I, know, I don't know who he's speaking for. Like, I don't know who. I don't know either. I don't know how, could you, how could you even project, make that kind of projection during a time like this? I've never seen anything like this before in my life. You've never seen anything like this before in your yeah. life. Dan Patrick has never seen anything like this before in his life. We don't know how the soil is going to, to be towed after this. Like, we don't know what the fire is going to leave behind. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, it sucks. I've seen a lot of restaurants close. I've seen a lot of people get laid off in the last two weeks. And like, it's unprecedented numbers. But that's not to say that it's going to stay like that forever. You know what I mean? Like, this may be a time when a lot of businesses or new projects or new opportunities arise for people that just didn't see coming before. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a very short-sighted comment to make at the least because the thing is that there have been other pandemics that you know that that have, that have changed the world yeah but the but America survived from it so who's to say even though this one may be bad and who's to say we won't survive from it that's a very short-sighted statement from the like world. I don't want to be on some hippie shit and think that it's gonna be like shit is gonna be sweet immediately but like liken it to any sort of natural metaphor that you can, like a forest fire or a volcano or uh, uh, an earthquake, you know, any sort of natural disaster, the, the epilogue to all of that is new life, you know, like volcanoes make new earth and fires burn and, and the soil becomes enriched with uh, all of the, the nutrients and everything that, that, that was in its wake. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you just think about it in that way, like you try to keep the silver lining, as bright as possible. I think a lot of good is going to come out of this. I just don't know how long it's going to take. 
Right. And it's just like, and it's just, but you can't just have people throw, you can't just throw people on the fire. Right. You know what I mean? You can't just, you can't just people just sacrifice themselves right. for the sake of the economy for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that's just mad about this too. It's like, they're so concerned with the fucking stock market and the economy and shit like that because they don't want to, because Trump doesn't want this to be the tail end of his legacy. Cause I think at this point now, man, I'm convinced that he's going to get voted out. And I think that when, you know, when we talk about it, you know, in 25, 30 years, they're going to talk about just how bad it was and how shitty it ended. And I think that he thinks that if he could just get the economy going or at least get it back to where it was on his way out, at least he'll be able to say that the economy was strong. So if the economy is weak for him on his way out, he can't live with himself with that. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's been his whole jam the entire way. Like he's, he's always touted himself to be like the economy guy. Like the economy has always been strong, even though every other, you know, expert in the field has said that he had very little to do with it, that that was already on its way up. I just think that he really feels like he's, he needs to be the economy president when it's all said and done. And it looking the way that it's looking right now, it just looks really bad for him. But, and I also think it's telling about how they're running things now because people, when people were voting for Trump and voting for this kind of leadership, they said they wanted someone to run the nation like a business. And in a way, that's what you're seeing, yeah. sadly. Yeah. It's people with valuing like our profitability over just the quality of human life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what, so that's what, and that's what you're seeing now. You know what I mean? Like this, and, and sadly, and sadly, like you have to see that people that are in business, there are a lot of them are pieces of shit. Like a lot of them have money because a lot of them, a lot of them make their billions off the backs of their common, common, common man. Dude, you know what I'm saying? I've been so, saying that. I've been saying, find so, me an ethical billionaire and like I like this, it just like it just can't exist, dude. Like they just don't fucking exist. Like someone that just yeah, like someone mean, just really made it, like really, really made it, and didn't screw anybody up on the way up. Like you mean to tell me like that's common? Like come on, man, what are we talking about? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a human, there's a, a lot of them. I'm not, even, I'm not even saying all beings. I don't know all billionaires. I'm saying that for the ones from that scene, there's a human cost to be paid to get there. And a lot of these people are, are willing to pay that cost, even whether you are or not. Like the people that are in charge are willing to pay that human cost. And it's not just us either. There's like, there's a president of Brazil saying the same thing. It's people like you're seeing leaders are all over the world. See, it's about the same thing about just trying to save the economy. And I ain't worried about your lives. Yeah. And that to me is the most telling thing about the most telling thing about all this is like how much, how little your government gives a shit about you. And I think that when we get past this, because we will remember this in November, because oh shit, remember this for people got give shit. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure, especially in November. But yeah, for the rest of your life, remember like you have to remember this because these are. I mean, this is this is a this is a tough, tough. And depressing lesson. I, but we have to remember. I saw somebody on Twitter make a great point, and I, I wish I could remember who said it, but I'm going to steal it from this point on if I ever need it again. You know how, like, when you go into a job interview and they ask you, like, do you have any questions? Like, the hiring manager will ask you, do you have any questions? I think one of the questions that everybody should ask is, how did your company handle the COVID 19 
like what was your what was your policy like what was your process on protecting your employees during that pandemic because i think it's very telling oh that's a great question i think it's very telling for someone to come on board to a company and seeing and how they uh how how the companies protected or helped out or did the best that they could by their employees for this entire time because a lot of places have done really cool things, man. Like a lot of CEOs have foregoed their salaries just to make sure that the, their employees can still get paid. And at some companies, Texas Roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse is one. Texas Roadhouse. And at some companies like fucking Dillard's doesn't seem to give a shit at all. Let's get into that, man. Let's get into that. So Dillard's, which I didn't even know was still open, B. I, I swear to God, I thought they closed them down. I swear to God, I thought they closed most of them down. Um, they are not closed. They are still open everywhere, and except well, and I know for Houston, they're not they're not closed. They're closing Houston now because I know that on Shalom Thirteen, um, Maya Shea walked in there on Facebook Live and have her in with a reporter, and she walked in there and like. It, there was like they had a full staff, but there was no one in the store. Like, who's going shopping at a department store right now, B? Like, what does a department store have right. that would need during a pandemic? What do y'all got? Right, like fucking right. Who need who needs who needs blush right who now? Who needs blush or a purse? Who needs or heels? Who need, yeah, who like, needs flats? Who needs a pair of flats to go to the grocery store? You know what you <laughs> like? You know what you need? You, need, you probably need some boat cutters, maybe. Um. You might need a um, blowtorch. Um, yeah, like <laughs> rice. Yeah, rice definitely. Dried vegetables. Yeah. Uh, um, Dillard's runs approximately 290 stores located mostly in the Midwest and Southwest United States. Employees are quote begging for the change of clothes. Um, they said we are open with limited hours. We're not ordered to. We're not ordered to close by state or local government mandate. We are promptly com- cooperating with any such actions. Um, the problem is that you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to wait for local mandates to shut you down. Like you should take the initiative and say, listen, we're putting the, the health and safety of our employees first. This is not hard to do. This is a not, this is a, Easy statement to make. It is so chalk. All you have to say is we're putting the health and safety of our employees first, and we are temporarily closing down our locations to make sure that we are helping with the problem and not being a part of the problem. Easy. So easy, right? Easy. Easy. And yes, this is going to hurt them financially. But at the same time, like I said, I didn't fucking know Dillard's was open, so I can't imagine that too many people were going to these stores very often. So for whatever reason, Dillard, like Dillard's and Kohl's and fucking Marshall's, they all kind of occupy the same space in my brain. And for some reason, they're all still around. And I've maybe stepped foot in all those kinds of stores, maybe five times in my entire life. And that's not to say that I'm their prime demographic, but somebody is shopping there, but I can't imagine that they're shopping there very often. So with that being said, I think that they'll be just fine. Because they've been able to this long with with you know selling whatever it is they sell. They're definitely shopping there now, that's for sure. And it's like 
And I think Mark Cuban came out and said something that um, made a lot of sense. He said that the way that companies react or respond to this coronavirus pandemic is going gonna, is gonna to define their brand for decades. Yes. And, and this is the kind of shit that people are going to remember when those deals, all that stuff that opened during the pandemic. Yeah. They were still selling like, still selling cologne. Yeah. And shit, when niggas can barely even get toilet paper. Like, I'm more worried about wiping my ass than I am put on than getting cologne, bro. Like, you're skipping steps. I can't even wipe my ass. I'm trying to, you trying to sell me cologne? How's that? How's that work? Yeah, for real. Like, it's something to be said about like the restaurants that are out there and the grocery stores that are out there. You know, obviously the people that, that like, desperately need to be working for people in order to, you know, maintain some semblance of life. But for these, it's the funny part is that like they've been saying like yo if you're not essential like please close down so dillard's had, had yeah. enough had enough gall to think themselves as essential that people needed to be able to go to dillard's during a fucking worldwide pandemic is laughable it is so that people walk around smelling like jupe and ass yeah. like how the fuck <laughs> Oh, what like what are you solving? Nothing. They're, they're just part of the problem, dude. They're part of the fucking problem. Another problem yeah, man. that I guess is happening. Oh gosh. You know what? I here before I get into this, I just have to say one thing. Being from New Jersey, right? When I moved, yeah. everybody just kind of assumed that New Jersey was just like the sixth borough of New York. You know, like everything that I lo- everything that you like about New York is like very similar that you like about New Jersey. Like that's what everybody thought. And I have to say, New York and New Jersey are two very different places. OK, like, they are. They are. You may think like, all right. So it's like some of the vernacular is similar and maybe the accents kind of play a little same, the same. But in terms of like a mindset, like you are not going to find a bigger group of just generally walking around with a chip on their shoulder, a little bit bitter with a great sense of humor, but don't talk too funny. Don't get too comfortable with them because it's, you know, you don't know them that well. Like that's kind of the mentality that it is in New Jersey. New Yorkers are batshit crazy. They are batshit fucking crazy (laughs) in, in almost every way imaginable, including throwing Corona potluck parties and visiting speakeasies. That's what they're doing up there, man. Uh, Dateline. Exactly what I just said. New Yorkers are throwing Corona potlucks and visiting speakeasies. Now, this is not all New Yorkers. I have some friends in New York that I've talked to that are actually staying inside. And like, I talked to them not again. Are they from, are they from, were they born and raised in New York? Actually, no, they weren't. <laughs> they were not. There you go. There's the difference, okay? While most New Yorkers are hunkering in place, others are popping corks and staging parties that defy occupancy and social distancing edicts. Lucian Wintrix, a former White House reporter and advertisement hand, is one of them. The 31-year-old contrarian recently hosted a corona potluck at his small but chic East Village apartment. That paragraph right there just makes my spine hurt. 
Yeah. They can't. It makes you want to go punch him in the face. They can't diagnose us all. Reads the invite Wintrick said to us, sent to a select group of the for the March 14th gathering. Don't wash your hands. Bring your favorite dish. The tongue in cheek advert also included a boy covered in chicken pox and a fork digging into a coronavirus spore. The majority of folks I invited, if they got it, would recover fairly quickly and build up an immunity to present form of COVID-19, he said, unapologetically. It was relatively... Once again, how do you know that? How do you know that? It was relatively inspired by the chicken pox parties that were all the rage in the 90s. The events which Rintrick uh, himself remembered attending were popular once among parents as a way to expose their children to the common childhood scourge scourge, uh, early in the... early to inoculate them later in life. They fell out of fashion after a vaccine was developed in the mid nineties. And they posted a picture of this guy. Oh boy. Do you, I mean, let's see if I can, let's see if I can describe this photo of this guy. First of all, he, like I said, he's like his, he's in his thirties. All right. He's, he's sitting on a leather casting couch that is surrounded by all kinds of, uh, I'd say like postmodern art, like bad sort of postmodern art. Um, maybe even like a little mix of pop art in there. There's a there's a pillow looks very Andy Warhol ish of a uh, a capsule in between some sexy lips. Um, there's a there's cigarettes, a cigarette tray, a cigarette ashtray with uh, sitting next to him, and he's wearing a, a shirt that said Roger Stone did nothing wrong. And he's wearing sunglasses indoors and he's wearing some very loud pants with some loud socks and black everything else except for his skin. Um, so that's the kind of guy that you're, he's very, punchable. very punchable. That's the kind of guy that you're just very punchable. So Ed, I will ask you as a, as a healthcare professional, as a, as someone who works in the healthcare industry, um, would you say that this is a, an effective means to um, fight the coronavirus by going to a, um, going to a potluck party? No, it's probably the worst thing you can do, especially keeping in mind that New York and New Jersey probably have half of have about half of the cases in the United States. Yeah. In those two areas. Heavy population. So just to have this kind of Yeah, yeah. And that's the new I think like New Jersey is pretty much their proximity. Like if you when you're that close to a place like New York, which has which is leading the country by like astronomically in cases because there's just they're just their population density because like the whole social this thing over there is so problematic in New York because if you've been in New York you know how dense it is like you know how people are just on top of one another yeah so it's like a thing like coronavirus in New York is just so hard to contain there that and all the travel that goes in and out of there too so it's like with all that it's just a hotbed for it. like it's one of the worst places to have a pandemic in the nation, if you could think of yeah, Jersey, Jersey, so, Black, think- Jersey cases are at like eleven hundred, with um, one hundred and forty deaths so far, and they're expecting another surge within the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, so to have this kind of like party, yeah, at during this time is just beyond irresponsible. Yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid. Like it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's irresponsible. It's stupid. And, you know, this is the kind of guy that leans into this kind of exposure because they all want to be social media influencers. Right. So this, 
in his opinion, is probably just going to do nothing but, um, you know, extend his brand. But yeah, at what cost? You know, exactly. At what? So it's a question out of my mouth. Like, what's it, what's what's you know, like what's it worth to you? Yeah. You know, it's pretty. It's, it's crazy. It's pretty embarrassing. It's pretty disgusting. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't have any. I can't say much about this guy, but like, I mean, I this is this is kind of you know that the, this kind of thing defines you yeah. in life. Like having actions like these, like I don't know, I don't know if you can shake something like this to as a. I think it's this this pandemic thing is really hard, and the hardest part about it is just realizing how little people care about it, and that's how, how much that's fanning the flames. Of this entire thing, yeah, dude. People aren't taking this seriously, and to like have a Corona potluck just shows how people aren't taking this seriously. It's just, it's it, it worries me because young people are still dying from this. Like you see, young people dying from this all the time. Young healthy people are dying from this. Young healthy people getting hospitalized for this. Oh yeah, so dude. you don't know what your face is going to be like. You know, like you can't call how you're going to Like yeah. If you go by if you go playing by the numbers, then yeah, you might be fine. But there are young people that still are getting hospitalized with this with this disease. Let's just think about it this way: in, so, a, in a country that where it was so hard to get health insurance for so long, and people that were not taking regular trips to the doctor, like how do you know you're in good health? Like how do you know for exactly. sure that you're in good health? Like maybe there's something bubbling exactly. the surface that you just didn't have any knowledge of, and then you get sick, and then you have to go to the doctor. And then you realize or you, you find out like, oh, you do have like respiratory issues or maybe you have a compromised immune system or maybe there's just something going on that's going to make this fight against the coronavirus that much more difficult and that much more scary. Like you don't know yet. Like I can tell you, I haven't been to the doctor in about six months. And in that six months time, I felt fine. But that's not to say that there hasn't any, there hasn't been a chance that something has gone wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, yeah, but. And even still, it's like with health and these kind of issues, you don't know how you're going to respond to it. Like you may like we I've seen 90, 90 year old people recover from coronavirus. I've seen 30 year old people die from it. So, you know, what I'm saying like you can't really call it like I get how statistics can make you think that, oh, I'm probably more likely to do this. Yeah, but all it takes you, you could be that one outlier. You don't know who, who the outlier can be. So I'm just saying people should be careful with this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I understand that the odds are in your favor. And I'm not saying this is I'm not saying this is irrelevant. I'm just saying that they're irrelevant if you're the one that if you're that one ally, then they're relevant to you. Philadelphia. So Philadelphia is another one um, out here, kind of just wilding out. Dateline: Many in Philadelphia ignoring stay-at-home order amid coronavirus outbreak. A stay-at-home order remains in place for Philadelphia, but Action News found plenty of people ignoring that order on Friday. Kelly Drive was crowded with people running and walking down it during the afternoon while a large group could be seen congregating at Eakins Oval late at night. We showed our video to Dr. Tony Reed, the chief medical officer at Temple University Hospital. In an interview conducted over FaceTime, Reed said he knows people want fresh air but should think twice about going out. Imagine a runner coming along, turning sideways and coughing, and you're running along right behind them and run through the vapor cloud from their cough. And now stop! Now stop for a second. Okay. Stop for a second, because remember the other day when I said I walked in three miles inside my apartment. Yeah. 
I thought about that. That's why I stayed in my apartment. Like, I was just thinking about, like, if, even if I'm in a trail, someone could just cough. You could just run past it. You may be able to respect social distancing, but just because if you're running, you may, that, that could easily happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even think about that when they're running in the park and you're running close to people. I, I see that downstairs at my park out here. People are out there running. I'm just like, I, I see them just like, nope, not today, Satan. And I say it back at it's back in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I, I thought about that too with, you know, people running and huffing and puffing and breathing in air and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. Think about how often you do that when you're not cognizant of it. You know what I mean? Like, think about how often that probably happens just like, you know, when you're at work, you know, like somebody sneezes and they don't cover their mouth and like you just kind of walk through it like, like perfume or something. Exactly. It's so fucking disgusting, man. Yeah. And I mean, like with everything going on now, I was just like, like the other day, I I ran four miles in my apartment. Mm hmm. Is that a, I'm just like I'm not going out there and jogging with people. I'm just not doing it, dog. Like not right now. Yeah. No. Not dog. Uh, at Clark Park in West Philadelphia, there were crowded games of chess. We saw three different games played with different people, and the pieces were never cleaned in between. We also saw up basketball games. Any one of those people out there playing basketball could have been infected two days ago, three days ago, four days ago, and just aren't showing symptoms yet, but are spreading the virus. Reed said. In his opinion, we're just at the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak here. We know this is why we are in healthcare. This is why we train. This is why we get up in the morning to do. It is to help our fellow citizens in our greatest time of need. Uh, In your professional opinion, like how bad is this going to get? Because I've heard some people saying that this is not even cracking the, 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 the worst part yet. It depends. Like it really depends on how we respond and how and how seriously we take it. Um, but like if people are acting the way they're acting now, it's it's gonna get a lot worse. Sadly, like that's that, that's the most frustrating part about it is like people have to care about this stuff, man. Like you have to, you have to, um, you have to you have to respect what people are telling you. Like social distancing, they're not telling you that because they just want to. They're not making. They're not just making stuff up. Like this is for your own good. You know what I mean? Like the thing about this virus that's so insidious is that you could have it for like a week without showing symptoms, you know, and like you could spread it in that week also. So it's like you could think you're fine and you're not. and You could act like you're fine when you're not. The thing is, like, if people would just respect social distancing and wash their hands and do all the other stuff, then it wouldn't be as bad. I mean, but and the thing is, it's like no one cares. Like, I mean, some people care. I'm, I'm not, I guess some people do care, but not enough of us do. And that's the that's issue. It's not that no one cares, that not enough of us. That's care. the thing, man. It's like when we say like nobody cares, it's not that we say like nobody cares. What we're saying is that we're not seeing enough people care to sway the opinion that everybody cares. You know what I'm saying? Like it's less than 50% of people that care. And that's the problem. Yeah. And when you see like less than people, yeah. less than half the people caring or what you see, like your optics of it all, like you just assume that like nobody cares. Like you said, like traffic has been better. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, some places are closed. So, you know, you see parking lots empty and things like that. But like this, like this, you know, this 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 new news article says you're still seeing people at the park interacting in ways that they shouldn't be. You still see uh, people going to the grocery store in like groups of four and five 
when it really only needs to be one person going. You know what I'm saying? Like you see all these like corners being cut and you just assume it's because people just aren't taking this seriously. Like not enough people are taking it seriously. Whereas, but I do think, I do think it is a little unfair because the people that we don't see, you know, the ones that are taking it seriously, like those aren't the ones that you would even know are doing the right thing because they're not out yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So, that is true. so, you know, I think it's, I think it's important to keep that in mind, but yeah, I mean, just from the amount of people that we, I have seen personally and like I've read about, I could comfortably say that not enough people are taking this seriously. Yeah. I can say that too. I mean, but shit, and, uh, shout out to people, shout out to you. If you are hunkering down this thing at home, if you are like, thing, if you are taking this as seriously as we are, then shout out to you. Um, but yeah, like I, honestly, like if, yeah, if it's not taken seriously, it will get worse. And it sucks because it's like it always takes something drastic for people to be like, oh, man, this is serious. Like, it shouldn't take that. Like, I mean, and it, right, let me let me let me rephrase that. It's like something that happened drastic and in your immediate vicinity to be like, oh, this is serious. Like you like you were seeing people in Italy die yeah. by the thousands a day. And that is not that's not enough for you to be like, man, this is seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is troubling. It's like. To see that kind of death on that scale, to just let anyone know, like, this is nothing to be played with. Yeah, it's not like a third world country, dude. It's fucking Italy. It's not. It's Italy. And Spain's had to do the same thing, yeah, too. Yeah, dude. So, you know, so it's like, I don't know what's going to take people to understand. Like, I mean, you're seeing, like, you're watching the news and it's like, you know, Governor Como's like, he's like, they, like, they're, they don't, have, they don't know what to do over there like they're they're at the capacity like it's not even about it's not even about like the debt it's like it's to the point now that like you have you have policemen getting sick you have um doctors getting sick it's like the people that are trying to help this can't even protect themselves that's how bad this is getting yeah you know what i'm saying like if that doesn't make you give a shit i don't know what else will like like the doctors getting sick yeah dude like even in Houston, we have firefighters get sick. We're having we're having we're, we're having firefighters get sick. Here. We're having um, we have police officers get sick. Like you have to take this seriously. You got to. Yeah, dog. Like it's, there's there's no excuse anymore. It really isn't. Um, we should we should do equal rights uh, trashing. Um when it comes to uh, the coasts, you know what I mean? Like we've trashed the East coast. We should head on over to the West coast and trash some of them too. Yeah. 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 It's only, it's only fair. Dateline. Gotta get both sides involved. San Francisco youth ignore stay at home order to spend time with friends. Uh, despite the statewide statewide, the entire state of California stay at home order. People continue to pack San Francisco parks and beaches. Governor Gavin Newsom has criticized young people for ignoring the stay the order to stay home, telling them they need to grow up. From the park to the beach, people continue to congregate during the shelter-in-place order meant to help stop the spread of coronavirus. Quote, I'm like prime age, you know what I mean? Like, not a lot of people my age are dying, David Brown said. David Brown is 21 years old, and his friends say that they've been wanting to get out after being cramped up at home. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's more of the same. It's more of the same shit. I mean, 
fuck that was um that was that was a hard thing to uh, listen to uh but it's i will say this though it's not just young people it's not just young people i don't know if people want to say that's young people but it's not just young people it's it's across the board yeah because somebody's got to let um, these let, somebody's got to allow these people to leave the house you know what i'm saying like no 16 year old just gonna be like yo i'm leaving and then the parents aren't gonna be like where are you going you know what I'm saying? Like, unless right. they really don't care, which I don't see how that could happen, but you know what I'm saying? Like, the parents got to be like, nah, son, like, sit your ass home. I don't, like, I'm pretty sure that I'd have felt like, a, if I'd have tried to walk out the door at that age, I'd have felt like a, a, a strong snag on my collar. Yeah. Just like, just, nigga, where you going? Where are you going? Like, or I probably got hit with something, like, nah. And uh, there's no way that I was ever gonna get out of the house in this in this situation. Fuck nah, me. dude. There's no way. There's no way. Like you, I don't know, man. I can't. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not. It's not just young people though. Um, and the thing is, like, everyone is afraid of martial law and all that stuff. But it's just like at this point, it's almost like you have to get protected from yourselves. You know, because like. You can't like they like they told you to stay at home because they want you to stay at home, and they will hope that and they and they're giving you the benefit of the doubt that you're going to stay at yeah. home. But you're not staying at home, so when they bring the tanks out and they call the national guard, you'd be like, "What's going on?" It's like because you won't stay at home. Yeah, like you could have prevented all this, dog. You really could have by just staying your ass at home. Listen, Isaiah Care, stay your hot ass at home. Ugh. So like. All right, so the date that they want to, like the target date that I guess everybody wants to hit to hit to lift all the, um, the, you know, stay at home orders and stuff like that is next. Was it next Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I don't. The thing is, is like the the here's one thing that people understand that like the testing and people saying that like the cases go up is not that. People have to understand that um, the testing is linked to who the cases are. So just the number going up isn't necessarily a bad thing so much as that we know who has it now. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, these these numbers were there beforehand. Because think about it. People had to had now had it, like, a week ago, two weeks ago, when the numbers were lower. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, like, the higher the numbers get, like, we, we, like the, the thing is, like, we want to get how many people have it so we can at least try to contain it. That's what you want. Right. I think the issues with that is that how long it's taking for the testing to take, so it's harder to do that. At the same time, but at the same time, it's like another part of that is that you have to stay your ass at home. Like when you stay at home, if you get tested, you stay home, and then you have it, they, it's easier to contain that way. You know, you, you have to get the cases, be able to isolate them, contain them, make sure it's not getting spread, see if the people are so you can recover, and then you can get back out there. It's like it's one of those things. It's like it's like um like it's, it's like it's like a kindergarten. Like I was I was in kindergarten. And I remember, like, before I go to the recess, they would, like, my teacher would say, like, you have to have five minutes of silence before I go to recess because we're all just crazy-ass kindergartners. So she wants to be quiet for five solid minutes. You already talked about this. Uh, are we? Uh, I thought we were going to eat that. Oh, no. I'm keeping everything in. <laughs> wow. So even the even, even, even against that? Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, right. I'll skip that then. But, yeah. No, it's like, just stay. I mean, because the thing is, like, yeah, keep, we have, we have to stay, you have to stay home. 
Like you have to be able to isolate yourself so we can just know what the cases are, isolate them, let people recover. Then we, that's why that's why they keep saying two weeks because they want you to stay home for those two weeks so we can because that's the the symptom profiles are fourteen days or so. So in those two weeks, if we can get everyone who has it, we can know where the virus is and contain it. But if you're going out, you going out and act like it's not out there, then it defeats the purpose. Right. The faster we do this, the faster we can get on with our lives. That's the thing. It's like the faster we all adhere to the rules, the more the, the faster we can get back to our normal lives. But people just seem to act like they can't stay in and they want to go and go want to go out and shop where no one is, or they want to go and run where no one's at, or they want to go out and meet up with friends where no one's doing anything anyway. It's like it doesn't make sense. I don't get like just buckle down for the two weeks and then you get back to your normal lives. We all have to just deal with this first. This is a bad time for everyone. But we all have to just deal with this and just adhere to the rules that are being placed for our own well-being. Right. Well said, sir. So, yeah. Um, have you seen like commercials on TV? Like for like, I've even seen like campaigns for TV, like TV ads and stuff. Uh, I haven't been watching a lot of like network TV, so no. I want. Now I've watched like I mean I've I don't watch a lot of the I I watch news maybe like twice a day because it's it, it's a lot to watch it like I can't watch CNN or all that because it's just like it's just doom and gloom like too much like I can't take too much of that yeah. all day yeah so I watch it maybe twice I watch like in the morning and the evening and then like the rest is just like filler shit so I'll see commercials um still so they now have like commercials about people staying home they had a commercial with uh with like all the people. Like with with all the health expert with Trump saying I want to stay at home, they had I even saw one like Polly D, mm-hmm. like saying I want to stay home or whatever. Yeah, um, the, I have my idea for a um for us for a uh, stay at home camp commercial. Let's hear it. Did you watch Martin, the TV show? Yeah, have you watched all of them? Yeah. Okay, cool. You you get what I'm saying. All right, so here it is. Cut to a guy sitting at home, right? And he's been at home for like however long. And he has like thoughts. They're playing thoughts through his head. He's talking about like going to see his girl. He wants to go out and just like get a free, get, a free, get some fresh air, going on a jog, doing whatever. Like he's just tired of being cramped in the house. All these thoughts are racing through his mind. And so finally he gets, he's, he just says, fuck it, go outside. He, he, he um, gets up, he grabs his keys, goes to the door, he opens the door. And as he opens the door, he locks eyes with another person looking at him. And the person looking at him, is angry man. He's <laughs> like angry man. He's <laughs> like angry man. What you doing here? He's like man, sit your ass down. <laughs> yeah, let's bring back angry. Man. I want to make. I'll make angry man the face of the um the uh, of the quarantine if it was up to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, yeah, so that's my idea. I was like, that. I was like, that'd be cool. That's that's perfect. You know what I never realized about Angry Man What's that? is that uh, if you look behind him, like in that scene where they're at the DMV, <laughs> there's a dude with glasses and like what look what yeah. appears to be a Confederate flag headband. It is. And I'm like, what a <laughs> what a fucking like. <laughs> distance between those two characters probably is <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny to me yeah man 
but I want to bring him back. Yeah, let's bring back Anchorman. I think we need. I'm sure. He, I'm, I think we need him more than ever. I don't think he's doing anything. We need him more than ever, man. More than ever. We need people to sit their asses down. Yes, sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Oh man! All right. Well, I guess so much for trying to get back to normal. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, which y'all, y'all gotta stay safe. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some there's some upsides. Tom Hanks is better, so that's cool. You know that is good. Um, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have been cleared, so you know that's cool. Yeah, and it's only been a couple of weeks for them since they got uh, diagnosed. Yeah, so you know, what I mean, that's cool. Like, I mean, there there are some silver linings. Like, you know, there 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 are glimmers of light. At the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. it's just a long ass fucking tunnel. Yeah, that keeps it longer. People won't sit their asses down. So yeah, it's like they're still yeah. building the tunnel. Yeah, it's like stop building it. Like there's enough tunnel. We need any more. Tunnel's done. Yeah, man. So all right, man. We'll get there. I uh, I'm gonna take another shower. <laughs> <laughs> and. Sorry for the quality of this um, thing because, yeah, as you know, we are respecting the stay at home. We, we, as I say, we're staying home as well. Mm-hmm. So the quality maybe not up to, up to snuff. Yeah, but the, the content, um, but, the content know. that's there, the content is quality though. Yeah, but we're doing this for you. Yeah, we're doing this to protect you. Yeah, for sure. Because because we care. Well, you care. I, I don't I don't care that much. I'm just doing this out of pure laziness. Like I didn't I didn't have to get dressed to do this. Like I could get used to doing this. My I want to look into doing this more often. I mean, people deserve better than that. Like when we can get out, y'all deserve better than this. What about what I deserve, Ed? What about me, huh? I mean, uh, you deserve another shower. I guess. Exactly. I exactly my point. All right, well, let's get out of here. All right. All right, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for listening. Just hang hang in there. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll get through. We'll get through this. Facts. All right. Later. Camagator Productions.